Welcome to Create Your Sunshine. This is a space to inspire you to live a healthy, non-toxic and creative life. I'm your host, Reba. Together we will explore a wide range of wellness topics so that you can learn how to optimize your health, spark your creativity and truly live an abundant life. Each week, you can expect a guest interview chatting to me about conscious living, creative careers, women's health, how to save the planet, and so much more. Take what you need from each episode. Think of this podcast as your accountability method to take your life in both hands and fill it up with sunshine. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you will never miss this serious sunshine for your ears. Hello, thanks so much for being here. Before we begin the very first episode, let's take a moment to check in with yourself today. How are you feeling in your body? Take a deep inhale and as you exhale, let any tension go. Roll the shoulders around. Give your neck a little massage if you're not driving. Now sit with your breath and think about what you will do today to create your sunshine. Is it taking a walk outside? Doing some yoga? Meeting up with a good friend? Today, I have already created my sunshine by taking a beautiful shower. Now, for some, that may just be a daily occurrence, but for me, as a busy mama, it is truly the best. Harmony specializes in women's digestive health, hormone imbalances, and weight management through an Ayurveda and integrative health approach. She combines her Western medical background with the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and her yogi spirit to empower people to take control of their health and well-being. Harmony offers functional lab testing and Ayurvedic dosha analysis to help get to the root cause of any dis-ease within the body. She has a plethora of online offerings as well as her own podcast, Harmony Inspired Health, and can even coach you to become an expert in Ayurveda. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Before we kick off today's episode, I want to ask you, what is one thing you will do today or maybe you have already done to create your sunshine? Well, I have smiled and I've laughed with my family and I've cuddled my dogs and had a beautiful cup of chai tea. Um, I um, Yeah, I love chai tea. I also <laughs> love to move my body every morning um, through some form of exercise. So, I've done that. And I guess for me, smiling family and movement equals sunshine. Although today here, it's actually very rainy. I'm on the Gold Coast and it's been raining for about a week or so. And Gold Coasters really don't know um, how to handle the wet weather very well (laughs) because we (laughs) love the outdoors. Um, So yeah, I've had to definitely create my own sunshine lately. And that's for a lot of smiling and laughter with my family and yeah, just mucking around indoors. Beautiful. I'm on the same page. I'm just on the cusp of northern New South Wales, so I'm getting the same rain as you. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) 
So today, Harmony, I want to talk to you about how we can optimize our health during the summer months using Ayurvedic practices. And I also want to talk about how those practices that you will share with us will set us up for our entire year, how they will nourish our body and how that affects us long term. And I also want to discuss what foods we should be adding to our daily meals, how we can support our body during the summer months and the heat of Australia. And I've heard that Ayurveda steers away from cooling the body. So we're going to, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that as well. But before we dive into those really juicy topics, I want to know and let the listeners in on how you arrived at where you are today. And also, I want you to explain what the heck is Ayurveda for anyone who's never heard of it before. Yeah, sure. So I'm an Ayurveda and integrative medicine practitioner specializing in women's hormonal imbalances and gut health. And Ayurveda is one of the oldest forms of medicine known to men. It stems from India and was first documented in the Vedic text over 5,000 years ago. And obviously back then they didn't have paper and a printer. So it was actually documented down on palm leaves to start with. Um, (laughs) In Australia, an Ayurveda practitioner Uh, practitioner works similar to how a naturopath works. However, there are certain principles and theories that are very unique to Ayurveda, including the doshas, which are three energy types that make up your individual constitution. So our dietary and lifestyle recommendations, our herbal medicine prescriptions and treatments will always take into account your constitution. So that's sort of like, yeah, some some uh, something that sets it apart from, I guess, naturopathy as well. Um, mm-hmm. The word Ayurveda itself means the science and knowledge of life and longevity. So that's sort of like a roundabout way to briefly explain what Ayurveda is. It's very in-depth science, but that's sort of like an overview. And um, I've also, I have a background in modern medicine as a registered nurse and have worked in areas such as surgical nursing, the operating theatre and the emergency department. And I am still currently working as a nurse at Australia's leading um, lifestyle retreat. But I guess in response to your question, how did I arrive where I am today? I guess it was a mix of bringing my passion and what I felt was my calling to fruition. I am extremely grateful that I became a nurse and that I got to experience our medical system, but it was mm. never really my passion. It was just something that I, I I guess my parents said, oh, you know, you'd be a great vet or a great nurse. You're always so good at looking after your animals and you go <laughs> off and do something. And I didn't really know what was out there. And I was like, okay, I'll just go do nursing. Like it wasn't something that was like this burning desire. Mm. Um, but I, also I... Being a nurse, I saw a gap between modern medicine, preventative medicine and lifestyle education and I noticed that sick people often bounced in and out of the system with no real guidance on how to improve their health at that core level. So I'd just like to, I guess, take a pause here and also say, though, that I do want to give a shout-out to the doctors and nurses because I think that they also get quite a bad rap at the moment and sometimes from natural health at Mm. times. Um, And they do do amazing life-changing 
things. So just like yeah. it's not my job to perform surgery, it isn't their job necessarily to go into depth with nutritional meal and lifestyle plans either. And that's why I believe it's so important to bridge the gap between modern medicine and natural health because we can yeah. really work as a team. Yeah, 100%. Because from my knowledge is that doctors are only taught maybe like four 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 weeks or something very minimal of nutrition in their like five-year course or however long it is um, because there's so much to cover. They're going to be cutting people open. That's a little bit more on the hierarchy to practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And I know there's like a lot of posts going around at the moment saying like, how come your doctor didn't tell you to take magnesium instead of this? Or how come your doctor didn't give you this food you know, prescription instead of this. And like, whilst that is, is, it's good to bring that awareness. It's not their job to like, that's Mm. why we have people in different fields. Like we have functional medicine. That's more looking at the supplementation side of things. We have herbal medicine. We're looking at Ayurveda, natural health. And I, a big passion of mine. And even the reason I started my own podcast, Harmony Inspired Health was to bridge that gap between modern medicine and natural health. So that, you know, a a client or a, a person can just get that really beautiful overall holistic health that they need, whether that be in the natural realms or whether that be, you know, they've broken their arm, they've stubbed their toe or they're getting intense chest pain, they need to go to the hospital. So mm. I think we just need to understand each other's profession but work as, as a team and, and not be on these opposite ends of the stick, so to speak. Yeah. I think that's, I think you've summed it up perfectly because people reach out to doctors as a quick and easy fix, whereas your practice is something that needs to be addressed maybe over time and implement a few different practices slowly. Absolutely. And Ayurveda is full of ancient wisdom. And and now we actually have the science to back up what Ayurveda has been saying for thousands of years, which which is great, you know, through that Mm. modern science. And if my clients ever come in to me with certain symptoms that I feel further investigation is needed, like because I feel that they might have underlying pathologies, I'll always refer them to a GP to get ultrasounds or other scans, blood tests, stool samples, etc., um, and I also do offer those functional, a lot of functional lab tests myself in my practice. So I sort of mm. bring some of that modern modern science in with this beautiful ancient wisdom. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank thank you for collaborating so passionately with the modern health health system as well as your ancient work as well. So let's let's get started. I want to know what Ayurvedic practices and rituals we can add into our day this summer to feel our best and support our overall health. Yeah. So Ayurveda loves daily routine and in Ayurvedic speak we call that our dinacharya. Um, and that really helps to settle our central nervous system. Ayurveda works with the laws of nature and the circadian rhythm and a lot of disease that manifests is because we are too far removed and out of alignment with the natural rhythm of our bodies and the environment around us. So Ayurveda really looks at uh, creating a beautiful routine for yourself. Um, So rituals that you can add to your day this summer would be waking up with the sunrise 
So we always align ourselves with the the sun and the natural rhythm of the day, Uh, washing your face with cool water, scraping your tongue to remove the buildup of armor, which is toxins, and incorporate movement in your day as well. People often assume that an Ayurvedic routine has to be really long and drawn out, but it really doesn't. It just has to be something that feels in alignment with yourself. So, yeah, I think uh, routine is number one. And um, there are also specific pranayama, so breathwork techniques that you can do to cool the body. And someone who has, uh, like I mentioned, the doshas earlier, they're those energetic systems. Um, If any one of the doshas is pitta, so we've got kapha, vata and pitta, and if you have a strong pitta constitution, they will need to work more on cooling their body than the other doshas. And this may mean um, eating more energetically cooling foods or taking time to rest in the shade or enjoying some water activities like swimming and surfing and just be really mindful of that buildup of heat in the body. Yes. So we can, we can throughout our lives, like, um, fluctuate between the doshas. Hey, we're never really one set dosha as my understanding. And you can do your, um, free, dosha um, quiz on your website as well if anyone's wanting to know what dosha they are yeah yeah can you talk a little bit more about um, understanding the doshas quickly yeah absolutely so the doshas are a concept to explain the three energies of the mind body system Um, and they are like I said vata pitta and kapha so vata is made up of the ether and the air element um, pitta is more fire and water and kapha is more water and earth. So that might all sound a little bit confusing <laughs> to someone who doesn't uh, have any idea about Ayurveda or the doshas, but it's just saying that um, these are the, the different elements and the different doshas. And you're right, we all have all three doshas within us, but they can vary at different times of the day, at different, Mm. you know, the different environment. Obviously, summer is going to induce more of that pitta, that fire, that heat element within us. Um, You, there is the two uh, ways we look at dosha. So we have our prakriti dosha, which is our natural dosha that we are born with. So it's the most dominant one that we have at birth and that one will never change. That's our prakriti. That's like our doshic fingerprint. But Mm -hmm. over the seasons and the time and even like the jobs we do, the people we hang out with, this can all influence that dosha to change. It can influence it to become aggravated or elevated. And so that's when we get the fluctuations in doshas. And dosha means imbalanced state. So it means Mm. what dosha is out of balance for you and that's your vikruti. So when you do a quiz like the one on my website, you'll be looking at your vikruti, so your doshic state at the time you were doing that quiz. And often it is uh, very close to your prakriti and often it's you always have that sort of dominant one, like maybe your vata is always a little bit more dominant and it doesn't change that much. Um, But we do definitely have all three within us. And when I Mm. teach Ayurveda to people or I have a a six-month accredited program to become an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness um, coach, 
I prefer to teach the elements because people tend to get really uh, attached to their dosha type and they start mm. to label themselves and that's really not what Ayurveda is about. So people will be like, ah, oh, you know, I'm so Vada and I'm this, I'm that and, you know, they want to fit into that box or I'm so Pitta but, you know, it changes and it's not necessarily yeah. who you are. So I love to teach more the elements behind the doshas. So it's more about becoming in alignment with the three doshas mm. and not being um, off-centre with any of those. Yeah, yeah, and that's coming back to knowing what your prakriti is. So, you know, even when you're born, you're going to have um, a more dominant dosha or more dominant two. It's very rare to be completely tridoshic in Ayurvedic mm. terms. Um, but, you, yeah, you're right in saying that we're always trying to achieve that balanced state that is balanced for us as an individual. Beautiful. So you've mentioned um, tongue scraping, splashing face with cold water, body movement. So those ways that we are honouring our body in the morning for the summer, how will those practices set us up for optimal health in the later seasons of the year? So being kind to ourselves in the summer, how will that affect us through autumn, winter and spring? Yeah, sure. So I think uh, just one more added on like to in the summer months is I mm. also love to finish my days with meditation in the evening. And I think it's especially important in the summer because we're generally more active and we have a lot of social things going on. And it's just a really nice way to ground ourselves after the day. So mm. I think um, when we can if, if we start practicing that through the summer months to ground and call cool at the end of the day, we take that with us throughout the year and it's just a really beautiful ongoing practice we can have. But to answer your question about how we can honour our body um, in ways that we have in the summer months to carry on through the year, I would definitely say by having a daily routine, it will help your central nervous system settle down and it gets you into a habit and allows you to find some time to prioritize yourself. So I think mm. especially with like, you know, us women these days and if you've got families and businesses and all these different things and expectations going on, we don't take the time to prioritize ourselves. But if you work that into a daily routine, it's just something that can really flourish and nourish throughout your whole lifespan. So finding something that works for you will set you up for, for years ahead, not just the summer. Absolutely. That is so important for anyone, yeah, with a busy lifestyle. I, I definitely resonate with that being a new mum, just trying to find those little snippets of self-care and checking back in. Yeah, well, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Life-changing. Yeah, Yeah. 100% life-changing. Childbirth is very Vata-provoking, so you probably find Mm. the Vata doshas really right. I I am resonating with the Vata way of life at the moment and, um, yeah, love it. (laughs) So what foods and herbs should we be adding into our lifestyle during the Australian summer months? So when it comes to foods and herbs, as an Ayurvedic practitioner, we would always take into the doshas into consideration, just as we've been speaking about. However, generally speaking, you would add more cooling and hydrating foods into your diet, such as like those juicy summer fruits. So 
I like to think of hydrating foods as well because we know that we can, we have that tendency to sweat more often and lose a lot of our fluids and electrolytes. Uh, cucumbers are a really great cooling food and they've got a great water content. And then there's cooling herbs like um, mint or neutral herbs, even like coriander and um, some other herbs like bala and bacopa. Those uh, sort of things help cool the body. Mm. Beautiful. You, you've you semi-answered my next question, but I want to say that when I was younger, my dad always used to tell me to drink a hot cup of tea on a hot summer's day so that it would rise your body temperature and when your body came back to its regular body temperature state, you would feel cooler. So I've heard that Ayurveda and Chinese medicine can kind of shy away from consuming cooling foods like ice cold smoothies and ice cream. Would you would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, so to a degree that is correct, but I think that has been taken a little bit out of contents in the modern Ayurveda. Um, obviously, we work like with the doshas. So when we're talking about um, a, a vata or a kapha type person, we would be more cautious with having a lot of cooling drinks and cooling ice creams and things like that. Um, however, when we speak of it on Ayurvedic terms, we're looking at how it affects the agni is one of the main issues. So our agni is our, our digestive fire. And we, the, we know that the digestive system and the digestive fire is really important and gut health for disease management, a lot of disease can manifest um, through poor or improper diet through gut health. So when we uh, talk about cold water and cold ice creams and foods like that, it's cooling down our central heating system, so our agni, which helps to not, it's not only just when we talk agni, your digestive fire, but we have the agni of our cells. I guess we can like that to the mitochondria in science mm -hmm. talk or modern talk. And so we want to keep that metabolism, you know, burning of this, the cells and the agni. So that's sort of where that uh, comes from. But if you are someone who has a strong pitta constitution, so you have a lot of heat, a lot of fire, and it's a warm, really warm summer month, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with having some cooling foods and cooling drinks. We don't suggest water, ice, like ice water, but, you know, definitely room temperature or even slightly cool. You may need it even. Like we may need to balance. If there's a lot of inflammation, a lot of heat going on, then sometimes we actually need the cooling elements. So it's all about, um, yeah, finding the balance. And one of the, the sayings in Ayurveda is like attracts like and opposites decrease each other. So what I teach my students is if you do have um, someone with high pitta constitution, high inflammation, high heat, then, you know, that's hot, right? So the opposite is cool. We need to use that to balance balance those qualities mm. out. So part of Ayurvedic medicine is to to look at the gunas, we, we say, which is the, the qualities that we're trying to balance. Beautiful. So for everyone listening, just check in with your body, figure out, what your constitution is, go and see an Ayurvedic practitioner to really knuckle down and get to the core of what you need to balance your body this summer. Yeah. Or jump online to <laughs> Harmony Robson's website. We'll link to it in the show notes. 
Hey, Sunshine Tribe, I must tell you about Health Earth, the home of human optimization. They are an online health and wellness company born from the mission to heal the earth. Founder Jordan and myself believe that through the act of being healthy within ourselves first, we can do just that. You can shop a range of sustainable products and brands such as mushroom powders, herbal elixirs, and even my Create Your Sunshine botanical deodorant. Use the code SUNSHINE10 for a cheeky discount at healthearth.com.au. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-E-A-R-T-H dot com dot A-U. Let's tell um, us about a day in the life of Harmony Inspired Ayurveda. So that's you. I want to know your meals, your rituals, any creative endeavors or health hacks you might have, main work and anything else that feels true to you. Yeah, sure. So how's my day? So I usually get up between uh, 4.30 and 5 a.m. And I get up and I have... Can I just ask, is that like a natural body rhythm or do you have an alarm clock? It is now. No, it's a natural body rhythm. I do still have an alarm if I'm going to to make a class for sure. But I do try to have um, a little bit more leeway on a Sunday and my Mm. body will just still get up at that time. Like it's just natural body clock now. Awesome. Yeah, so that's good, which which has really helped with um, my sleep, actually. I used to have insomnia and I don't have any troubles going to sleep at all anymore. And it's just purely getting into that, you know, nice circadian rhythm with your body clock. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so I usually get up about the 4.30 to 5 um, a.m. mark and then I do my really mini little routine of washing my face and scraping my tongue and um, sometimes I do nausea which is just putting a little bit of oil up the nose so that just helps to awaken the mind and then I will go and have a usually have a herbal tea I don't drink coffee especially in the morning it's for all the women out there with hormonal imbalances it's not good first thing in the morning Um, so I have that and then I will go and do some form of exercise whether that be yoga um, or Pilates or it might be Muay Thai boxing one day, Muay Thai might be a run, whatever it is. Um, and then I come home and get the kids ready for school, <laughs> um, <laughs> take them to the bus stop or drop them at school, usually come back and have some breakfast and then I get straight into work, seeing clients or recording podcasts or teaching, whatever that may be. I always love to try to get in an evening walk with the dogs. I find that really grounding. And then in the evenings I always do a meditation. So that's pretty much my overall day. Beautiful. I've been um, personally following um, like an Ayurvedic body clock or there's an Ayurvedic clock. Yeah. You know about that. And um, they say to do like light movement in the morning and then from about three till six you should do like your intense movement Mm -hmm. so that's interesting you've kind of flipped the two I mean you've got to do whatever works for your own body and what feels in alignment with you but Mm -hmm. I've been feeling like that Ayurvedic clock is such a great guide to lay out your day 
Yeah, absolutely. I've actually got a blog on my website with the whole Ayurvedic clock and breaking it down. And the reason the clock set out like that and says says those things is it talks about there's times of the day where that dosha is more um, dominant and so you're working with the dosha. For me and for lifestyle, like you said, we've got to find something that works with your lifestyle and mm. something that's in alignment with, uh, with yourself. And for me, I just... Yeah, I can't do the heavy, hard, fast moving in the evening. I never have been able to exercise very well in the evening. It's just never, I've never got the most out of it. So mm. for me, I know my my body and I know when I perform the best and I know it sets me up for um, a really productive day as well. So I definitely love to do my morning more in that sort of Vata time of day, maybe because I'm so Vata dominant too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whatever works for you. Yeah. yeah. So create Your Sunshine is all about sharing ways to ultimately live our best life with our body in optimal health, our environment as toxic-free as possible, and our creative fire set alight. So in saying that, I have five quick questions for you. Are you ready? Ooh, I am. <laughs> what are your top five pantry staples? Okay, so can I include fridge because I yes. yeah okay awesome. yeah <laughs> so ghee chai tea vegetables like I like broccolini carrots those kind of stuff uh, blueberries love blueberries and a lean protein source so something like salmon tofu tempeh or chicken um, yes awesome that's five isn't it <laughs> sneaked a few extra in there <laughs> um, what is one health ritual you can't live without. Well, that would be my movement, my exercise. So yoga, Pilates, run, Muay Thai, whatever it is, just movement for me. Beautiful. What is one thing in our home and lifestyle we can ditch to lead a more toxic life? Um, We could ditch terrible toxic cleaning sprays and perfumes. Yes, 100% agree. <laughs> I make my own with lavender and eucalyptus oil, like the cleaning sprays. So yeah, when my husband's brought home like one from the shops and he spread it around, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know exactly the feeling. I'm like, stop, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> so simple too. Yeah, totally. What is one thing we can do today to spark our creativity? Take action. So clarity always comes from action. I get my most creative ideas when I'm like just walking the dog or I'm out for a run. Like when I'm, again, moving my body, I get my most creative sort of ideas and sparks and then I will go put those ideas into action. Yeah, take action, write things down, Mm -hmm. do it. What is one thing we can do today to benefit the future for our children's sake? Limit their screen time. (laughs) We, yes. Yeah, we already have a really addicted bunch of adults. Mm. But for most of us, that temptation, you know, of using screens all the time as a child, it's only that wasn't there for us, but it's here now for our children. And it really worries me. So definitely limit screen time. Yeah, 100% agree. So let's talk about your business and health space, Harmony Inspired Health. I really love what you are all about. You are here to help modern day women balance their hormones, heal their gut, cut the feeling of overwhelm and find their ideal weight through Ayurveda and integrative approach. So let's chat about your offerings and how people can reach out to you. Yeah, thank you. 
So I have my health clinic, Harmony Inspired Health, and I'm located in Burley Heads on the Gold Coast, but I do see clients all over the world because I offer a lot of um, yeah telehealth consultations. And that's sort of one arm of my business. So I've got three arms in my business, so bear with me. <laughs> the other yeah. one is I have um, an accredited program, Ayurveda Alchemist, which certifies you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach. So this year has, I've just had the most amazing bunch of women in it. I'm so excited for this and just to see them blossom. And we actually do business modules in the course so that you come out with the business, which is fantastic. So that will be kicking off again next year. And then the other arm of my business is that I um, am a business mentor for women in the health and wellness space. So yeah, I love doing that as well. Um, and you can find all of those details on my website, which is Harmony Inspired Health, my uh, Facebook page, Harmony Inspired Health, my Instagram. I actually have two. So Harmony Inspired Ayurveda is more the one I'm on that's like more personal and, you know, bits of me and my family and what I'm doing that day. And then Harmony Inspired Health is more like my clinic. So a lot of education on there about hormones and gut health and all of that amazing your your course sounds so epic and I hope one day I may do your course as well it sounds amazing so anyone out there who's taken a keen interest to Ayurveda Harmony is the lady for you yeah, thank you <laughs> thank you so much for everything you've shared today I really know that this episode is going to kick off our summers like never before our health is just top priority these days. So I hope everyone um, has gotten a lot out of this episode. Now, I love creating community and supporting people that support others. So I want to know how myself and the listeners can support you. So connect us to, yeah, you've already said your Instagram, but what would be something else we can do for you today? Thank you. Um, I think one thing you could do like my whole mission is to really inspire and educate as many million women over the country um, and over the world so I guess that would be just to for you actually to do that for yourself so just you know be able to tap into your own body's wisdom go and seek the answers you need for your mind and body to be in a more balanced state there's just so much going on in the world at the moment as well and it's creating like a lot of anxiety in people a lot of hormonal imbalances so what would help me fulfill my mission would be for you if anyone's listening to to seek help for yourself because we know that if you can shine and you can be that beautiful spark in the world like that that is your sole purpose right is to really shine and be that beautiful spark that whole whole you that's going to create yeah. a domino effect and it's just going to to encourage more and more women to shine and to to sparkle and to be beautiful so I think that is sort of the biggest thing that you could do for me is to help me achieve that mission. And then the other thing is go and check out my Ayurveda Alchemist course. Like I would love you guys to jump on board. So if anyone is interested as well. Amazing. And that's that's why I'm here as well. That's why you're here on my podcast to really empower women and others to just be healthy for you. Be healthy for yourself. Do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just do it. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd love to mention in today's episode before we go? Um, no, I'd just like to really thank you for inviting me on your podcast and like 
congratulations on everything you're doing. I love creating your own sunshine. Like that slogan's so beautiful. So yeah, thank you so much for showing up and doing what you're thank doing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Harmony. Your this this episode's gonna be the very first episode. It's launching tomorrow. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Yeah. And I hope to have you back on the podcast one day soon. I would love to. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if any of this resonates with you, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts so you can be the first to know when I release a new episode. I would also love to personally invite you to join the Sunshine Tribe by signing up to my newsletter via my website or check me out on Instagram at createyoursunshine underscore where you will find all sorts of colorful inspiration. 